Welcome to At Home with Danae and Marisa, Uncorking Seattle Area Real Estate. We'll uncork the tips and tricks behind the bustling real estate scene in the greater Seattle area. I'm Danae, your mortgage lender. And I'm Marisa, your real estate broker. And together, we're your go-to guides for navigating the ever-changing landscape of buying and selling homes. Join us as we pour insight, share tips, and raise a glass to the exciting journey of buying and selling in the heart of the Pacific Northwest. All right, so 2024, doing podcasts. Yep, new thing for both of us. Excited about it. Yep. I like to talk. I think Danita is too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll go through what we know with the real estate market and kind of share our expertise. I don't really feel like there's too much of this out there. No. Nope. Uh, locally, specifically yeah. in this, the greater Seattle area, we really want to be a resource for buyers and sellers um, both a real estate broker and a lender yep. and just really dive into topics that I don't know are being explained. Yeah, I feel like I've constantly gotten different myths that people yep. are like, wait, what's this? What's, yeah. oh, that's not true. Yeah. The amount of people that still think there's 20% down needed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not. So <laughs> hopefully we can just like get some gen general insight, some yep. market updates, some detailed insight to kind of make people feel more comfortable and right purchase homes yeah purchase homes sell homes yeah Danae doesn't really help with the selling homes I do but if you already own a home yeah. or and you want to buy another home there is some strategies oh absolutely all of that yeah. so yeah for sure. um before we fully dive into us and all of that um we're gonna be drinking some wine each episode <laughs> um so the first one we have is plain sellers very important to both of us yep um we'll get into that a little bit more with with in, insights to our personal life and everything but we were both actually there together over new year we were yeah i picked up, i picked up this bottle in preparation for the first episode so yeah. um let's open it okay let's do it uh it's I'll, let, I'll let you open it oh wow so I'm the type of person that I like. Cut. I I just start unplugging. Oh, if I can pull it off, I have never seen that done. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No. If I can pull it off, I'm, okay. I'm I'm pulling it off. Okay. So why are we why are we talking about plain sellers? Well, I own a cabin in it's Leavenworth, but basically it's five minutes south of Plain, which well, is about oh, 25 minutes north of oh 25 minutes north of Leavenworth, and then Danae, your my, family owns my cabin. Well, it, my mother-in-law now lives over there. Full okay. They moved over there a few few years ago. They've had, my husband grew up going over there. Yeah. Ready for the best now? Yeah. Oh, oh wasn't that side? Wasn't that? <laughs> mm, mm. Um, um, so this one is a Petite Syrah 2019. Um, sometimes we may not have the wine prior, but this one I have had, and literally the first time i took a sip all i said was holy yum <laughs> first word that came out of my mouth this for you oh, whoops should we put the cat back on so we don't accidentally knock the answers probably be good all right beautiful color yeah it's like apple wings dunning like cheers deep such a good that's nice and dry i love dry and bold i always like yeah. a wine that like yeah i always say that you can chew yeah i like that so 2019 the fatigues are all plain yeah. sellers they're growing awesome little place during the they have a new food truck there yeah. which you had some of their food at their food last weekend so oh my gosh so good one friday a month at least through the winter they're doing um like a four or five course meal with the taste of play Ooh, 
wine pairing I about this. Um, I think it's like sixty to eighty dollars, depending on what they're doing. That's a great value. Yeah. And then during the summer, they have like concerts come in there with food truck, all that type of yeah. stuff. So super fun. We will put in the show notes every single episode what we're drinking so that if you want to get a, a bottle of it, please do. Please do. We really want to be members here. So, plate sellers, if you're watching this, um, let us in. <laughs> okay. Every time I go, we go in there. We go over there a lot. Yeah. And we're starting at Fridays when we get over there. We'll just go there for dinner. Yeah. For ease. And every time we're like, are they? Are you open? <laughs> like, no, 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 I don't know. Fun. So. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and dive into everything. Yeah. Uh, I guess to start, let's tell them who we are both okay. professionally as well as personally. Sure. Um, yeah. Okay. Where did you grow up tonight? I grew up in Snohomish. Okay. Go Panthers. <laughs> um, love Snohomish. My parents still are on a lake in the middle of nowhere, Snohomish. Um, Blackman's Lake? Rossiter. Oh, Lake Rossiter. Right. Yeah. Um, absolutely love it out there. It's a little gem. I love there. Um, I... Graduated from Snohomish High School, went to SPU for two quarters. Seattle wasn't my thing. The small school wasn't my thing. Yeah. Um. So I transferred to WSU. That's quite the difference. Yes. Yeah. Okay. My lifelong best friend was playing basketball over there. Mm-hmm. So I called her and I said, hey, get another room this next Is year. That- I'm coming over. So yeah. uh, moved in with her. Now, you know, two of my other best friends, there's four of us total. We're all still close. Love it. Um, I, what did you study? Business. Business. Yeah. Admin operation. Cool. So just very generic. Yeah. Generic there. Um, I was a competitive figure skater growing up. That was kind of my my staple. I played basketball and soccer, but I was like... Figure skating was your yeah. thing. Figure skating was my thing. Yeah. I still coach a little bit. I was Wednesday nights. Just like group classes kind of keep me on the ice. All that type of stuff. Um, I am married... Married for six and a half years. Love it. Have an almost two-year-old daughter. She's she's we're we're getting into the terrible two stages. Yeah. So wait, just you wait for your yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh boy. So. Oh boy. Um, I think that's a lot. Just general yeah. about my personal. Um, okay. Professional. Professional. Yeah. I have in March. It'll be nine years, which is crazy. I started out as he's our technically our branch manager. Um. I started out as just his assistant, just doing basic stuff. And then as time grew, I took on more and more. And over the past few years, he's starting to phase out, um, take steps back. So I'm, you know, we really partner with everything. Yeah. And both with running the branch as well as um, our loans and all that type of stuff. Awesome. So you're, you've always been at North Pacific Mortgage? Yep. That says a lot in this industry. It's staying dark. Sorry. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we've been with our bank, which is American Pacific Mortgage, mm-hmm. for the whole time I've been there. Phil's been with them even longer than that. So that says a lot, too, about our bank. Yeah. They are absolutely. All we do are mortgages. Mm-hmm. We have the ability to broker out. So whether it's rate driven or scenario driven we're they give us this really flexible okay. platform which really allows us mm-hmm. to take care of take care of the client's needs whatever yeah. that um i try and keep it at our bank just because you know we've been there for so long there's a reason um and they just they want to do mortgages that's what they want they will get stuff done i can call my underwriters i can call my underwriting managers mm-hmm. all that type of stuff so um really great Really yeah, local team. Local is yeah. so key when you are buying. So yeah. 
and everything from our underwriters are like they're Local. we're yeah often with these big banks is their underwriting team their processing teams are out of the state and you can't necessarily pick up the phone and call them and troubleshoot something yep. and that is where the issue comes and it's even like you know whether it's whether it's like appraisal issues which yeah. we had one of those last year uh that'll be another episode. yes that's another episode but uh it's even like we have very we have big big companies in this area yeah and there's been times when i've called them and be like hey this is a boeing employer like mm -hmm. a very specialized and they they live they you know they lived in woodenville they you know my underwriting managers that they're like okay i know that it's not someone from mm -hmm. illinois that's like wait seattle area you know it's a completely different market so um we're really happy with with our bank um i jumped it <laughs> what about you where 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 did you grow up you kind of yeah i'm a pastor's kid um was born in north dakota when i was six months old moved to helena montana stayed there till i was eight okay. then i moved to vegas till i was 11 then i moved back to montana to kalispell okay. and then i graduated from from flathead high school in kalispell no i knew you were montana i didn't i have a i have a big connection to flathead lake how so my lifelong best friend that i went to wsu with uh her whole family has a like a big cabin there. like big fort lakeside um olsen that sounds familiar but i don't yeah um flathead lake is incredible it's, it's, it's so huge it's beautiful i mean it's way bigger than lake washington lake washington is yeah. pretty big lake yeah flathead lake is yeah it's yeah so i grew up i i stayed primarily in montana um again as pastor's kids quite a lot and then when i where you like identify as home i identify montana as home okay yeah, for sure yeah childhood home. i now technically lived in washington state longer than i lived in montana so but yeah when i tell people where i'm from montana um then when i uh graduated high school i went to northwest university in kirkland and have been in the Seattle area ever since. I met my husband my first Sunday here. Went to a church that was recommended to me. Met him. He was like two pews in front of me. And I was like, that guy's cute. And he turned around and he was like, that's the one. And we started officially dating like two months later. We've been together for over 16 years now, which is like, holy cow. Yeah. Um, we've been married for going on it'll be 13 years in june because you got you guys got married pretty quick. we got married when we were 22 yeah yeah so right after we graduated um we have two kids i have a nine and a half year old daughter and i have a six-year-old son um who's very busy so was being a mom or just working was it just just, enough? yeah right but i feel cheers to my working seriously oh, oh. we are we are the real ones no every mom is the real yeah. one yes um so yeah, that's that's kind of my personal life. I mean, my my spare time, I just got back into CrossFitting. So that's been really fun and hot. TRX for a while. I taught TRX for yeah a long time as a group fitness instructor, like personal trainer, kind of before I got into like the mortgage real estate world. So that's um, I, I that's kind of a passion of mine. Yeah, yeah, love that. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, how long have you been doing real estate? Going on ten years. It'll be 10 years in August. Okay. Yeah. Wild. Uh, having your license or is that? Okay. Yeah. Like okay. the whole thing. So basically, long story short, I was in the mortgage world for like two and a half years out of college. I got laid off. Um, bank was merging with another bank, unfortunately. It's just 
that time, yeah. 2013, yeah. there's lots of changes happening in the Seattle area, like tech and finance wise. And so got laid off. Two days later, I found out I was pregnant with my daughter. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> right. stressful. Great timing. Um, so I was collecting unemployment, um, going on job interviews like crazy. Of course, people see this big belly and they're like, I'm not going to hire you, yeah. which is, I have thoughts on that. But amazingly, the real estate brokers that I started out with, boutique brokerage, they hired me two days before I had my daughter, said, take 10 weeks off, um, get your real estate license during that time. So I was blurry-eyed, breastfeeding, newborn phase <laughs> as I'm getting my real estate license. I passed, got my license. <laughs> there we go. And um, I'm so grateful to those two two people that hired me. Um, they're no longer in the industry, but if it weren't for them giving me a chance, I wouldn't be where I am today. So yeah, really, really grateful for it that. It makes a difference who we yeah. who you start out with. Oh yeah. And I think, you know, I don't have any like data on this or anything, <laughs> but like I it would be interesting to see like a direct correlation of like who you start out with. When your success rate and your six and and not only your success rate but like how you get success. Mm -hmm. So I mean, you can you can get success by being a bully and pushing through and like yeah. being super super salesy and controlling and controlling and all of that. Or you can also be like, if your if your mentors are the ones that are like, yeah, hey, I truly just want to help you through this. Right. You may not get that overnight success that people see, but you're nurtured. You're nurtured. Like, yes. Yeah. I mean, both of both of our businesses right. are are referral driven, right? And that's and and that means like our our clientele trust us even more, and it's yeah, you know, it's I think it makes a big difference. I do too. Yeah, I do too. So we both have been doing this for almost a decade, almost yeah. a decade. Um, we've seen a lot. Yeah, we've seen a lot of ups and downs. We've right. seen good times. We've seen bad times. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think each time is just a learning. Like twenty four. Yeah. What are you seeing? recently um i guess background 2023 sucked it did <laughs> let's let's not sure <laughs> every single person in the real estate industry we were trudging through yes. and really really working hard for our clients i don't know if you know I, I don't know the exact numbers but i can yeah a general the number of mlo mortgage mortgage license decreased mm -hmm. by like 60 to 70 percent over the last two years oh my so everyone and their mother were getting their lo license right in 2020 because and to be honest like we kind of needed more people in there because there were because everyone well and everyone was refinancing too yes during and it was easy it right. was easy you didn't have to work to get the loans you had to work on the loans uh -huh. but you didn't have to work to get them so it was easy there is unfortunately a very low barrier to entry into yeah. the real estate and mortgage, but to actually be successful. Correct. Yes. Uh, so here we are today. Yes. Successful. Successful. <laughs> and absolutely, that's what we tell. I also help run out a branch. Yeah. Um. So as I'm talking to my LOs and everything like that, it's like, hey guys, like LO stands for loan officer. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, I keep telling them like, hey, yes, I know these last two, really two years have been really hard. Right. But you made it. Yep. You, you, we are, we are seeing, we'll dive into it a little bit more, but we're seeing improvement. Yeah. We're seeing positive outlook into this year. So we've made it. We yeah. knew this year and, you know, just keep cheers, cheers, uh, cheers to that. That is, that's yeah. huge. Mm -hmm. Um, so 2023 was, there was huge outlooks that we were going to see improvement. Through. Right. I mean, they were projected, you know, all the experts and all of that 
And that's why you take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah. You see, so yeah. as professionals where, yeah. you know, we have to get the information somewhere, um, as well as what media says. Um, they were projecting mid fives by the end of right. last year. Yeah, I remember them saying that. Clearly, that didn't happen. The exact opposite actually happened. Um, we, I would say overall, we saw a lot of ups and downs, but mm-hmm. I would say overall, the trend was up. Yeah. We hit mid eights at one point. Yeah. That's right. And literally, that's that's basically triple if not quadruple well close to quadruple what rates were in 2020 yes. 2021 granted 2020 2021 yeah. one, we will reuse a big bold word of never um see those rates again three and we shouldn't see those rates again. now it was unsustainable because it's it's not only for the real estate market but it, it's it's an inflammatory yes um not in that's i need that's to yeah, I mean it. It, in, in it inflates. It's it's, it's an inflationary. There we go. That's right. Word. Right, inflationary. Um, you know because people are they they're not having to pay that much for yeah. their house. It was cheap. It was cheap. You know, they buy a home and not cheap money to buy a home. Correct. And then not only are the the primary home buyers, first time home buyers, spending, but the investors mm-hmm. are they're they're able to offer even more because they have all this exp- expendable funds. Right. And it's essentially free money when you're at 3%. So yeah. it really, it wasn't healthy for the economy. No, it wasn't. It yeah. didn't have, we were, we, the the home appreciation, I mean, it was anywhere between 20 and 30%. Which is insane. Year over year. 2020, yeah. 2021, early 2022. I mean, these are insane numbers that, that homes are appreciating by. And now because rates are in this higher range, you know, I, Quote me if I'm wrong, right as of today, the second week of January, we're in the high sixes, correct? It's a, yeah, obviously one and a half. So oh, my did I go into that? But uh, yeah, we're, we're I'd say approximately high sixes. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm actually getting a little bit more like detailed, but yeah. I'm quoting people 1% discount point. Okay. I typically try and do, you know, minimal cost for the rate. But right now, how, how investors and banks are pricing their rates, paying one point discount, so 1% of the loan amount gives you a huge improvement on rates where like so i'm seeing like paying one point will get you one point reduction in interest rate okay where if you pay two points you may only see like a half a percent mm. decrease so we'll have to do a podcast it's not only not but it's yeah but i guess general sense like don't be afraid of paying a discount point right there's a lot of what was established in 2020 2021 that isn't so much the case anymore. Right. Because then I'd be like, yeah, don't pay anything because you're already getting a 3.25%. Don't buy it down even more. Right. Um, but right now it's, we're seeing a big improvement. So um, that's good. Yeah. I'd say, you know, mid, mid six to upper sixes. Yeah. Kind of where we're, that's where great. we're sitting. Um, about two weeks ago, we saw a huge improvement in the interest yeah. rates, like almost a percentage. Yeah. Um, and, and that was kind of the first push, first push forward. Right. Um, that was really driven by the Feds announcing mm-hmm. that they will likely be cutting rates next mm-hmm. year or this year. Yes, this year. This year, right. twenty twenty four. Yeah. Um, in twenty twenty four, um, the Fed rate is not tied to mortgage interest rates. So right. let's just put that on yeah. the record right here. Yep. Yeah. They are tied to more or bonds, mortgage bonds. backed securities. Yes. Um. But what the Fed say have an impact Correct. on how investors use their money. Right. So if and when a recession comes, um, when inflation numbers come down, all of that type of stuff, 
then whether it's a feds allocating their money into bonds mm-hmm. um, or investors, private investors investing into bonds versus stocks for security, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of, the more people invest in bonds, the lower rates will go. Yeah. And I'm already seeing that happen, especially since the feds did that announcement. Yeah, that's 2020. So we're, we, we saw them right. drive down. Yeah. But then the last like two or three weeks since then, we've seen this like very minimal up and down Mm -hmm. kind of trending slightly like ever so slightly worse okay not enough to make it like notable yeah because i remember we were like at 6.5 and we were really really holding tight to them and then i would say this last week and a half i have seen a 30-year average being about six and three quarters yeah and it's really held tight to that which is really nice to to see this crazy volatility that we saw all throughout last year. And that's really because there's different Fed presidents that are saying, well, I don't know if we're going to cut rates. They're like pulling back on that. So what the media says, maybe not the media, these Fed people who don't all actually have economic backgrounds. I think it's very (laughs) interesting, but that's a side note. Um, What they say versus what they do also make it. Yeah. So it's real. that's where it's really hard to predict. Um, all that being said, where are we going in 2024? It is a, again, a projection to get yes. okay. I would say we, by the end of this year, beginning of next year, we'll see a low six, maybe upper fives. I love it. Somewhere in there. That's where I got my mortgage when yeah. I first bought my home. I think I was at five and a half and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. like freaked out. Yeah. But I'm like, that's like a great way, that was a way more sustainable market yes. to be in as a buyer. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm pumped. I really yeah. But I think what's so interesting is I'll kind of make this last comment yeah. and probably jump over to sure. you is for each 1% decrease in rate, there is projected, I've seen multiple different numbers. So between three to 5 million buyers re-entering Ooh. the market nationally. Nationally. Yes, nationally. But yeah, there's a lot of people in Seattle. That are- there's a lot of people in Seattle. We are so tech driven. We have a very strong economy locally. And so how and buyers are, you know, they're looking at these national headlines going like, oh my gosh, the sky is falling. But you gotta look at locally what our job pool is. We have so much tech here. Strong job job market here. And I feel like I've seen I've seen headlines that are like home prices are gonna go down in twenty I haven't seen that yet. I, I thought in like Good Morning America or something. Sure. Um, but it but that's I think I called out Illinois earlier today. Like that's in like the Midwest. It's not on these coastal right both sides. Like right. th- there is high population mm-hmm. and and especially in the Seattle area, there's high high wagers. Yep. Um, so you know, I guess for you, can you talk to when three to five more million buyers enter the market? What's that going to do for yeah buying and sell? Well, I've already seen it where the last three weeks, especially since the rates did go down after the Fed's announcement then to 2023. Holy cow. I was at an open house on Saturday and Sunday, and I could not believe the amount of people going through the door. Like, I have not seen open houses this busy yeah. in like a year and a half. Did a lot of them come with an agent or just maybe like um, I, 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 I mean, I was present with one of my buyers, yeah. but, and, and I could tell that like some buyers were there with their agents. There were definitely probably a dozen or so people that were just going through, checking out the open. Um, and so with that, I, I'm writing a, an offer for a client tonight. It's due tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. 
exclusive yeah. on new date. Yep. Yeah. And the listing agent thinks there's going to be four to five offers. I have not been part of a multiple offer scenario in like, gosh, a year and a half. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. It, it's got to be a year and a half if I look back on my record. So because, and I've been, I talk about this with my buyers and my consults. They're worried about like, oh, I should wait until rates go down. Don't do that. Like, please don't do that. You need to buy when it's right for you. Yes. And your situation. You need to sell when it's right for you and your situation. And this is your call. This is not my call. This is not Denise's call when you choose to buy or sell. You need to do what's best yep. for your situation. Yep. Um, if rates continue to go down, more buyers are going to enter the market. And like you said, three to five million people nationally are going to get back to the market. We have such a strong job market in this local economy here in the Seattle area, already I'm seeing more, more people entering the market. Yeah. And so with that, there's more people looking at homes and wanting to buy a home. We still don't have the inventory to support all the buyers looking to enter the market right now. And so because of that, because there's this home that, again, my, my clients are offering on tonight. Um, there are four or five buyers that are looking for this type of home, but this is the only home in this particular area that is on the market available to them. So I've kind of been telling clients that are like, they've been either looking for a while yeah. or, you know, obviously they're mentally like, I want to buy a house. Yeah. I've been telling them like, I really think that the next two to three months. Sweet spot. Sweet spot. Absolutely. Do you think that's still true? I mean, with this multiple offer, do you buy it No, one? I would have said that a week ago, but then this week I'm experiencing this offer situation. I'm like, dang, the, I think the sweet spot was last month. <laughs> Here's the deal. I think the sooner you can get into the market now as a buyer, the better off you're going to be. Because even if you bought a home at a 6.75% interest rate right now, you just have to make six payments before you could refinance. That's in about eight months. Yeah. Six. So, right, right. So then if at the end of this year, you're at a 6.75% right now in January, but let's say it's 5.75% at the end of this year, Oh my gosh, you get to refinance and you get to capitalize not only on the appreciation that you gained in that, let's say, 11-month period because because buyers are entering back in the market, they're driving prices up again, but you get to capitalize on that interest rate. You get to keep your home and you get to reduce your monthly payment. Yes. How amazing is that? I've refinanced my house four times in my years three of, of owning my home. And I went from a 5.5% interest rate approximately. And now, you know, I refied, I think it was like two years ago to three and a quarter. Yeah. I never thought rates were going to be there. Yeah. My general rule is a half percent decrease in rate. Yeah. To have it make sense. And I'll have clients be like, well, do I, is it okay if I refinance more than once? I was like, yeah. I, and I tell my personal story. Right. We bought in 2018. Mm-hmm. We rates dropped in 2018. Yep. A little bit. We refinanced. Yep. And then we refinanced again in 2020 when they mm -hmm. plummeted even more. I had three different loans my first three years bought yeah. our house. And we we saved a ton of money. A, a ton of money. And if we see a bad uh, yeah. debt too. Yeah. Like, and too. In my second refi, we paid off all of my student loans because my student loan rates were insane. Yep. We were able to get those rates down from like a 10 to 12% interest rate down into like a four-ish. Yep. Pay that off. Still have a lesser mortgage payment, which is amazing. I, I got a couple notes on yeah. that. One, like I 
there's 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 so much you can do with refinances. Yeah. Um, and especially if we see home values go up, if you buy with less than twenty percent down, yes, mm-hmm. you have mortgage insurance. But if you see values get, you have mortgage insurance. Yes. If you have values go up, you can potentially reduce your interest rate, right? And either remove or reduce your mortgage insurance if it goes up enough. Um, on the paying off debt thing too, I it sounds crazy, and people may think I'm crazy for even like bringing it up, but if people have a ton of credit card debt. Mm-hmm. Even at the higher rates now, even if you're sitting at a 3% rate, I've seen it make sense. Yeah, people do a cash out refinance because credit card rates are 20, 25%. Yeah. So you're paying, if, you know, people have $60,000 worth of credit card debt and a car loan and this, that, and the other thing. And I've seen people cash flow like a thousand, you know, they, their mortgage payment goes up a thousand dollars, but their overall other liabilities go down. You remove $2,000. So they're cash flowing a thousand dollars a month. Like it can be life changing. That and it's gonna look better to the credit bureaus. Your credit bureaus. If you have that much, it's gonna improve your credit. You have secured debt instead of unsecured debt via credit. And then you know, kind of on this market right now, if you if you do a cash out refinance now, Mm -hmm. consolidate all those rates go down. You can refinance again. There you go. And a rate and term refinance has better rates than a cash out. Right. So you know, it's a it's a bigger liability for the bank if you're pulling more more yeah. cash out, and you, like you said, your credit will improve. So it's kind of like do it now, get get the cash flow, and then optimize the rate right. on a potential another refinance. Sounds like a lot. Um, I'm I always tell people I I have all these different programs that can yeah. like very clearly lay out right. if it makes sense versus just be like, oh, why does it make sense to go from a 3% to a 6%, 6.5%, 7%, whatever it ends up being, like, on oh, a cash out refinance. Yeah. So uh, I tell people, too, like, knowledge is power. Yes. And don't not explore your options. Yes. Don't not get pre-approved because you're even remotely considering buying help. Yeah. Because you don't know what you don't know unless you try, unless you explore that option. And if you decide now is not the right time to buy for you, awesome. No yeah. problem. But you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And I just think that knowledge is power and just knowing what your options could be is so empowering. So that's my little spiel on that. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I always tell people that they're like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, I have half the people come to me in the same position and they look at the numbers, they're like, can't do it. And then right. the other half are like, oh, wow. Yeah. I can't, I can buy at home. Yeah. So, yep. Like you said, knowledge is power. Yeah. I mean, another thing. So, yeah. Open houses are really busy. Um, I have been showing a lot this last weekend, actually on Saturday. Um, I was at CrossFit yesterday and they're like, what did you do this weekend? And I'm like, I showed seven houses and I went from Monroe. Workout in itself. I went from Monroe to Snohomish to Marysville to South Seattle to Sammamish and then back to my home in Linwood. So I think I clocked like 150 miles. So like people are getting real busy. Here's the other thing. I have seven sellers. We're just yeah. yelling good for buyers. I have seven sellers getting ready to list their homes the end of Q1, quarter one, quarter two, if not beginning of quarter three this year. Uh, for contacts I, contacts, I sold two listings last year. Okay. So I have tripled the amount of sellers that I'm serving this year. Um, I helped a lot of buyers last year, which was awesome. But sellers, and especially move-up sellers, so they're the move-up buyers. They want to get rid of their home. It's too small. They need something else. They are coming out of the woodworks, and they're like, okay, rates are what they are. Yep. 
we're all deal we're all in the same boat but the pain of me living with three kids in a 900 square <laughs> oh god is like so horrible right now that they're like okay there's like that 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 pain threshold that they're like okay i've reached that i'm ready yeah. to like move on to the next scenario maybe that ends for me felt security and job absolutely maybe i right. all of that type of stuff but it's yeah you know it's more yeah so um 2024 i expect big numbers out of my business yeah. what are you what's your outlook for your 20 yeah i think i think anything i think i think our thoughts is 2023 is going to be good no sorry 2024 <laughs> still getting used to that. i'm still getting into the year 2024 is going to be good 2025 yeah. is going to be even okay i love that yeah so i think this is yes. like a a year of like okay we're we're actually like comfortable with living right. we're comfortable with our income we can you know do fun things within our branch and mm -hmm. all that type of stuff and spend a little bit money on yeah on other things right. um but 2025 is going to be where we feel that like more comfortable i think it's mean we're it will feel more stable in 2025 because we are going we are in an election year and i experience you know i've been through i think two election cycles now on um, presidential elections and man, buyers pulled back, yeah, big time in that quarter three. And rates can go wonky, and they, yeah, they go all over the place. And yeah. so I do expect not turbulence the end of this year, but I think hesitation, yeah, from both buyers and sellers the end of this year. And so once we can get past past this election, I think twenty twenty five, we'll sit down back down, you and I, in January, and kind of, and I, I'm sure it would be very interesting to compare this podcast to next year. As we will have our podcast notes so we can yeah. actually <laughs> highlight a, our predictions and what we thought. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, like, where we could. Yeah. Exactly. I so um, I think we could talk probably oh, for hours about yes. this. Yeah. Um, I think the last statement was kind of a good leeway into like yeah. what what our goals are for this. Yeah. Kind of what our next few episodes were, will yep. be. Um, of course, we're going to be highlighting a wine every time. Heck I guess personally, re reverting back to the personally, <laughs> clearly we're both wine up. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and then the first series that we're trying to do is the buying process, right? Yeah. So we're going to do a four-part series this year. Um, so series one is we're starting with this. We are going to, the next two through episodes two through five, we are going to talk about the buying process. So there's a four-step process that I take my buyers through. There's going to be a lot of things that you're going to um, share value on as the lender side of things. Of course, I'm really that point person that's helping buyers write a contract, get in homes, secure the home. Danae is the person that is going to help with the finance piece and that as soon as you get a contract signed by a seller, get you to closing. So there's going to be lots of dialogue that we will go back and forth on. Yeah. Episode six, we are going to kind of talk on revisit what's happening in the market because things do go up and down with that. So we do want to bring um, that value to you guys so you know what's going on, like semi-recently. Um, <laughs> and, and not just go off of the media because right. there's, I want. We are in this. Yeah. We are, we are full-time. She's a full-time mortgage lender. I'm a full-time real estate broker. Yeah. We are doing this day in, day out. Get your info from people that are actually no. in this full-time in the local industry. Yes. Don't get it from yeah. big time, big time medias. They, mm -hmm. they're either delayed. Right. They spin it. Um, I'm sorry, but are these news writers, are they in this yeah. industry day in and day out? Exactly. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I think each episode will probably, it, 
if there's something big, market changing, yes. market impactful, yes. we'll make note of that. But I kind of keep the market update yeah. minimal mm -hmm. because. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So then second series, we're going to talk about listing a home. So that's going to be focused, I guess, kind of more on me and my process. But let's say you're that buyer that wants to buy a new home, get rid of your older one that's fitting your family's needs. Obviously, Danae's going to explain all that. Too, yeah, that. there's there's a lot that goes into that. So we'll dialogue back and forth on that. Um, summertime, we're going to do a third series. Our third series will be kind of highlighting local businesses. Um, big into supporting local. Yep. So we'll highlight some businesses that we think you guys should check out. Um, and then fall time, we are going to do kind of like FAQ. So frequently asked questions, dive deeper into um, specific things that maybe we could do a whole hour podcast on. I don't know. Yeah. But I think I think our thought was kind of doing hopefully shorter podcast on like yeah that's quite fun yeah 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 um, i mean i think so we could do we'll do like mobile podcasts that are going to be shorter but they are going to be targeted specifically on specific yep yeah yeah so that is that's what we have a waypoint for this yeah it's fine yes first podcast experience yeah yeah <laughs> cheers cheers Thanks for joining us on another episode of At Home with Danae and Marisa Uncorking Seattle Area Real Estate. If you enjoyed our Uncorked Insights and want to stay connected, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Until next time, here's to finding your dream home and making every space truly your own. Cheers!